Today's scripture reading is from 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 27. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body through many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would, the, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again to the head, to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. The word of the Lord. Well, good morning, Tina Dore. My name is Mark. If you are new, one of the pastors here at the church. Um, just as we get started, I wanted to highlight again that last announcement that Josie shared with us, the incarnation class coming up this Saturday. So it's this Saturday, October 5th, 9 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Uh, if you are at all interested in learning more about the church, interested in potentially pursuing membership, no obligation for attending the class, of course, um, come on out and join us. We'll give you breakfast. We'll give you lunch. We'll engage in what our church is all about. You'll be able to meet some leaders, interact with each other, get to know some people. We'll have a good time together. So you can register on the Church Center app, as was mentioned, or at the info wall. Or if you forget to register, just come, and you're going to fit around here perfectly, actually, if you do it that way. So um, (laughs) you're already a member. Actually, you don't even know it. Um, You may or may not have noticed that today is the fifth Sunday of September. And it is our practice here at the Painted Door, has become our practice, to take Fifth Sundays and use them as a time for family gathering. That means that we invite all of our littlest members to join us here in the sanctuary during our time of teaching. Now, we don't just do this because our children's workers need a break. They certainly do need a break every now and again and deserve one. But our purpose for doing this is actually threefold, and it has to do with building a long-term culture in the church. Uh, We really want our little members, our smallest members, those 10 and under, to know just how vitally important they are, that they are 
central, actually, to the life and energy of our church. And so we want to honor our littlest members. So in that spirit, if you are 10 years or younger, can I invite you to come down and sit in these front rows here? There's a few more empty seats along the sides. There's a couple more empty seats right in front here. Yeah, you can fill in there. Oh, you can say, okay, good, good choice, good choice. We want our littlest members to know that they are honored. They're a vital part of our church. Secondly, we want our youngest members to begin to prepare to receive the word of God through preaching. So God has always seen fit to minister his word to his people by way of preaching. Of course, he ministers in many ways, but preaching has been foundational and central to the way that God ministers to his people. Christ came into the world and preached and taught the people of God. And so we want our littlest ones to begin to learn what it is to receive the word of God through preaching and perhaps even to get a few flecks of spit sitting in the front row. If I get excited, we'll see. Uh, and then lastly, third reason is we want to highlight that it is the same gospel that nourishes all of us, no matter what our age, no matter what our background, no matter what life stage we may be in. It's the exact same gospel that we feed on, that fills up our souls, that gives us life and animates our life of faith. So with that, little ones, I have a question for you. Usually I like to start with a question. If you had to give up one of your five senses, which one would you choose? If you had to give up either hearing or seeing or tasting or smelling or touching, which one would you give up? Yeah, which one would you give up? Tasting. You'd give up tasting. I don't know what that says about April's cooking or Zam's cooking, but so be it. Micah, which one would you give up? Smelling. Why smelling? You can kind of get by without smelling. Bodhi, which one? Smelling also. Okay, Levi, which one? Which one? Hearing. You'd give up hearing. I'm not sure what that says about Morgan and Tammy's vernacular with you, but we'll just go along with that. Yeah? Yeah. What would you give up? Hearing also. Okay, well, I could make another joke about Wes and Jamie, but we've been there, we've done that. It's derivative at this point. Um, yeah, so we, if we had to give up a sense of taste or smell or sight or touch or hearing, I think I would choose smell. Both my boys chose smell. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I'd choose smell because, you know, you're not giving up something that's so crucial. But if you gave up smell, that would still be pretty sad, wouldn't it? Because there are some things that... I really, really like to smell. I don't know about you. Like, I really, really love the smell of peach cobbler when it's baking in the oven. Especially on a day like today, when all the doors and windows are closed and the smell just gets trapped in the house and you just know you're going to gain 10 pounds and you don't have to worry about it because you're not taking your shirt off till April or May. <laughs> it's just lovely, isn't it? I love that smell. I love the smell of rain, especially just before it's a, when it's about to rain. You get that smell that indicates that it's about to rain. It's probably because it started raining a few miles away already and you're smelling all the riffraff in the gutter. Probably that's what's going on. Whatever it is, it's lovely. I love that smell. Right? Flowers when they bloom in the spring, I love that smell. We were planning to have a barbecue later today. We canceled it because of the rain, so I had to trade one smell for the other. But typically, I love the smell of grilled meat. 
right? So if I lost my sense of smell, that would be really sad. I'd really be missing out on something. Okay, what, what if I lost the ability to see? I don't think anybody chose seeing. What if I couldn't see anymore? How hard and sad would that be? That would be really tough, wouldn't it? If you think about all the things that you love to see, right? You love to see the smile on your mom's face, right? No, you don't love that? <laughs> I love it. You love to see the faces of the people that you love. You love to be able to interact with people according to what's on their face. Okay, I'm going to speak to you now. You love to watch movies, right? You wouldn't be able to watch movies anymore if you weren't able to see. You wouldn't be able to see the animals at the zoo, right? You'd, you'd miss out on seeing all of the buildings and the cityscape of our amazing city here in Chicago. That there'd be so much that you would miss if you couldn't see. So just think if my eyes decided, just on a random Tuesday, say, that they were going to leave my body. My eyes just thought to themselves, we're just going to go ahead and pop right out. <laughs> and we're not going to be a part of this body anymore. Right? That would be incredibly sad for me because I wouldn't be able to see anything. I wouldn't be able to see my notes. I wouldn't be able to share what I was going to say next. Right? But it would also be very sad for my eyes because my eyes wouldn't be able to smell or hear or taste or feel. Right? They might be able to see for a little while, like a dead chicken kind of thing, but, but eventually they wouldn't be able to really do anything and they'd be sort of lifeless. Right? And so it would be sad for them and it'd be sad for me. The point is everybody loses when a part of the body breaks away from the whole. Let's put those back. Oh, that's so much better. So much better. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good time to buy props around Halloween. Um, <laughs> God designed all of the parts of our body to actually stay together and work together. Right? All the parts of our body need each other. Right? And the Bible says that God made the church just like that. So all the people in the church are body parts of one church body. All the people in the church are different kinds of body parts of the same church body. So what kind of a body part do you think maybe you are as a part of this church? Let's keep it clean. What kind of body part do you think maybe you are as a part of this church? Who's maybe an ear? Who thinks they're an ear? No one's an ear? One got one ear? I doubt it, son. You've never stopped talking your whole life. <laughs> Who thinks they're an elbow, maybe? An elbow? Any elbows in the house? No? Who thinks they're feet? We got any feet around here? No? We got some feet? Oh, I'm feet? <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Your feet, Bodhi? Okay. Who thinks that they're eyes, maybe? You think you're some eyes, right? I don't know. 
that's a good question to think about. What part of the body of the church are you? Because when we are baptized into the church, the Bible says that actually happens. We become a part of the same body. We're all body parts in the same body. And so we all really need each other then, and no part should ever be able to break away from the whole body. The whole body depends on every part being there. What if the body, what if my body was only made out of ears? What if my whole body was just ears? Would that be healthy? No. Would you want to hang out with me? No. What if my whole body was just eyes? No, that'd be kind of strange, right? Or just noses, a big pile of noses, right? Noses don't do very well for running. Right? What if I had to run on noses? I don't think I would win very many races, right? So the body gets all messed up if it's made up of just one part. The body needs to be made of lots of different kinds of parts. Right? This is what the Bible says about that. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If my whole body was just eyes, I wouldn't be able to hear anything. If the whole body were an ear... If I was just ears, or just one giant ear, where would be the sense of smell? Right? I wouldn't be able to smell anything. But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. So God didn't make churches out of just one body part. He actually made churches out of lots of different kinds of body parts, just like he made our bodies out of lots of different kinds of body parts. Your body has an ears and nose and mouth and all these different parts. So too the church has lots of different kinds of people with lots of different abilities and gifts and callings in their life. And they're all meant to work together. Okay? Now what that means, of course is that we're all connected to each other. Okay? Right? If we're all one body, then we're all connected. Right? So if someone in the church is feeling sad, how should we all feel? Sad. sad right? If my hand gets a cut, do you know what starts happening? Tears start coming out of my eyes. But my hand got the cut. But tears are coming out of my eyes. Why is that? Because my eyes and my hand are connected to the same body. Right? If someone in the church starts feeling happy, how should we all feel? Happy. Right? If my legs win a race, my arms start to cheer. Right? What are my arms cheering for? It was my legs that won the race, but we're connected to the same body. Right? So you see that we need each other. We actually really need each other. Because if I'm feeling sad, I need other people to feel sad with me. But also, when I'm feeling sad, I need some other people who are feeling happy and have some happy things happening in their story so that I won't feel too sad. So that I won't forget that happy things happen too that there's joy and life in the world, right? So we need each other. We need each other as we're all part of one body. Now, if I am a finger, say, let's say that I'm a finger, okay? 
Let's say that I am a finger in this church body, okay? You can see that this finger is happy and alive, right? It's got blood coursing through it. It's got vibrancy. It's got strength. It can wiggle and dance. It's doing everything that it needs to do. It can touch and feel and poke and point, right? It can do everything that a finger does, right? It's a healthy, happy finger, okay? But what if one day my finger just decided, little Mr. Finger just decided to disconnect from the rest of my body? What would happen? Well, here, let me show you, actually. I mean, look at that. That is disgusting. Right? Where did I even find that? Right? When your finger disconnects from the rest of your body, suddenly it's lifeless. It actually becomes plastic and rather, rather disgusting, right? It has nothing about it that a living finger used to have about it. It can't do anything. It can't wiggle or dance. It's actually just sort of dead and lifeless. It has no more purpose, no more function, right? This is what happens when someone decides to disconnect themselves from the body of God's church, from the body of the church. When someone decides, you know what, I don't actually need to be a part of the body of God's church. I can just go off and be a Christian on my own, I can just do this Christian life thing on my own. I don't need any other people. I don't need relationships. I don't need to be connected. What happens to that person? They lose their purpose. They lose their sense of meaning. They lose the very lifeblood that was flowing through them. They begin to turn into a sort of plastic person. Okay, And here's the thing. Every one of us does that. Every one of us does that. At some point in our life, every one of us thinks, I can just kind of do this thing on my own. I really don't need other people. I don't need to be known. I don't need to be connected. I can just go off and live my life on my own. But you see, God did not make us to live alone. Actually, God says it's not good for a person to be alone. He made us to live connected. He made us to live as one body. So do you know what God did? Because people kept disconnecting themselves from each other. People kept wandering off on their own way and finding themselves dead and plastic. Do you know what God did? He sent his son into the world. He sent Jesus into the world. And Jesus came into the world in a body just like you and me. Jesus came into the world in a full human body and he lived a life just like you're living right now. He played with his friends and he ate food and he had good things to drink and he loved his mom and dad. He lived in the world in a body just like you and me and then he was falsely accused of some crimes that he didn't commit and he was sentenced to death, and they hung Jesus on a cross. And do you know what happened when they hung Jesus on a cross? Do you know what happened, Bodhi? He, 
He died. He died. Oh yeah, you're getting to the end of the story. That's right. He died. His body, his body was broken. Right? Our bodies were broken because we disconnected from each other. We'd pulled away from each other. We'd ripped apart. And Jesus came into the world and his body was broken too. And he went into the grave with a broken body. And then do you know what happened? I know you do. God started putting him back together. And when God started putting Jesus back together, did you know that he didn't just use the broken parts of Jesus' body to put Jesus back together? But he gathered all the broken parts of all people everywhere and began to put Jesus back together with all of our broken bodies in the mix. God began to make Jesus whole, a whole body again, but this time all people were included in the body of Jesus. So he began to gather broken parts like you and like me and stick them back in to the body, right? So that they would come back to life, right? And Jesus, when he rose from the dead, when he came back from the grave, he then was full of human life, enough human life to fill all of the broken body parts in the world, to fill all of us with life, to make us all whole again and reconnect us back to him and to each other again. We were all made to be connected with one another and connected to God, and by faith in Jesus, that's possible. By faith in Jesus, we are all connected back into one body, the body of Jesus. We are all body parts of Jesus. And God has poured out his spirit on that body of Christ. If you want to know what it is to be filled with the spirit and life of God, the only way to know that and experience that is to be one with the body of Jesus, to be connected to Jesus. And God says to everyone everywhere and to little children, he says, come to me. Come be connected to Jesus. Come be one with Jesus. Come be connected to each other and be full of life to the full, never-ending life to the full. When we connect to Jesus, we are alive forever. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you that you didn't leave us disconnected and broken body parts, but that you sent your Son into the world to be broken with us and to remake us and to make us new. We pray for these little ones that as we have opportunity to invite them to see your glory and your beauty, that you would fill them with faith that you would pour out your spirit on our church and especially on our littlest members today, that they would have eyes to see and ears to hear the goodness of your news to them. Lord, keep us faithful in reminding them and reminding ourselves to live in this life connected to your body, connected to your Son, the Lord Jesus. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.